Daddy. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Why are you laughing at me? Welcome to I Feel Petty, colon, Jess Hates Musicals. This is our first episode, and in honor of our incredible title, hats off to myself, we are going to start with West Side Story, the 1957? 57 uh, musical, 61, 61 movie. movie. 2020 movie, maybe. Coming movie up later this year. Reopened. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to be starting with the 61 version today. So... First things first, yeah. Beth is going to read us the IMDb summary I do. of West so, Side Story. The summary on IMDb says, Two youngsters from rival New York City gangs fall in love, but tensions between their respective friends build towards tragedy. Wow, this is sounds a it? lot like Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> oh, well, that brings me to the Rotten Tomatoes review. <laughs> or, you know, summary. Okay, so Rotten Tomatoes says, Buoyed by Robert Weiss's dazzling direction, Leonard Bernstein's score, and Stephen Sondheim's lyrics, West Side Sawyer remains perhaps the most iconic of all the Shakespeare adaptations to visit the big screen. I'm what? sorry, have they not seen She's the Man? <laughs> <laughs> A far superior Shakespeare adaptation. Okay, to be fair, that's true. I'm going to throw ten things I hate ten about things you I hate about you also. I didn't know about any of those, but cool. That's okay, Beth. That's why you're here. Yeah, we're here to help. <laughs> <laughs> we're all okay. just sharing our knowledge. Okay, yes. so uh, what is the percentage rating? Yeah, so also? for the tomato meter, like the critic score got 92%, actually, and 84% for the audience score. So okay, I'm, I'm gonna get on my film soapbox yeah. real quick. Well, yes. okay, so next is <laughs> Tommy's <laughs> yes, That's me, I'm Tommy. Next, is, next we're gonna hear Tommy's review. So let's, yes. let's hear that. Go First, ahead. a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes does not mean it's got 92% out of 100. It means that 92% of critics liked it. So that's anywhere from an A grade okay. to a C grade. That's good to know. Yes. That is I did so, not know that. So someone could be like, this movie's a C, but it's fine, and it still counts as that 92%. Secondly, as so a like movie... pass-fail, sorry. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay, okay um, good to know. As a movie, I actually think this movie is well-paced, um, if not a bit too long. So from a production standpoint this movie is incredibly well made great set direction great dance numbers um as a musical i think we'll get into that in a little bit but yeah from a movie standpoint it's very well made uh and i think a lot of bad movies are really well made so there's my kind of mini <laughs> review of that <laughs> heard mini review um okay we're gonna jump into some musical fun facts because that's my background so as beth mentioned uh, music was by Leonard Bernstein. Yes. Lyrics are by Stephen Sondheim. And honestly, I first saw his name attached to this musical, and I was like, oh, that's why I don't like that music. But he did only write the lyrics as opposed to uh, in other cases. It does still kind of match his style, though. It's, like, weird and disconnected and dissonant and all of that going on. Uh, or the end. Yes. I actually... <laughs> I read a little blip that Sondheim was not proud of these lyrics at all. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good like, to know. He was like, I feel pretty? What is that? Why like, did there's I no that? depth to that at all. Okay. I, I feel like these are some of his better lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. That follows with, again, I don't like Sondheim. So that follows. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, also, 
Uh, something that you didn't mention in your summary is that Jerome Robbins also directed this movie, and I think that he would come for you for not mentioning that. But I know that that's from IMDb, and it's not your fault. But why have you done this? <laughs> Listen, Beth, I know. I'm just quoting. There's literally the quotes written on my page. On the, on the page. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Well, you better have we your bibliography at the end of this. <laughs> Here's I'll the work thing. On citations. Here's the thing. Emily, please. The. And I knew some of this already going into it, but I also did some research. Jerome Robbins is a little bit psychotic in the way Bob Fosse is psychotic in the 60s. He really, with all of these actors, created this environment for them. So the sharks and the jets could not interact with one another. The set was like that. They were not allowed to talk to one another. There was a lot of real angry like animosity between those groups of people and it was because of the environment that he created for them so that's really really interesting yeah the the best directors from the 60s are psychotic hello woody allen and stanley Cooper. yeah i mean bob fossey's the same but also like you aren't gonna get that ballet and that dancing and again bob fossey's the same without who is Bob Fosse? <laughs> Thank you. I'm scared to ask questions anymore. <laughs> so, so, Pippin, in OG Pippin. My grandma's dog. <laughs> Scotty Pippin? Named after Scotty Pippin, okay. truly. Let me put this in your context. Please. So, in Gilmore Girls, there's an episode. Here we go. Where it's in season six, <laughs> where the kids, like, they do this ballet recital, and uh, Miss Patty's. And the kids are like coming through the audience. They have hats on. They're throwing glitter. Great got magic. Yes. <laughs> Just for you. That okay. is from Pippin. That is from Pippin. That is the opener to Pippin. Uh, okay. Thank you. And that's a Bob Fosse show. Got it. Got it. Got very it. dancey. Very whatever. And he sets up the same like sets up that environment for his actors in the same way Jerome Robbins did here. So uh, there's a little bit of psycho going on. Uh, that. Psycho's directed by Hitchcock. <laughs> so I, I'm, no, I'm no longer needed for the film history here, so I'm just going to bounce. Anyway. Tell me don't go anywhere. Uh, the other thing, I need you. <laughs> the other thing that we have already, like, kind of mentioned is that, of course, it is based on Romeo and Juliet. I... There are a couple of nuances in this, you know, as there always are in an adaptation, but, like, every moment that I thought that they were maybe going to stray from the plot of Romeo and Juliet, they were like, psych, back to Romeo and Juliet! (laughs) And I just was like, oh, okay. Reminder, I, again, uh, not a Romeo and Juliet fan either, so here we are, we're doing that. Also, I texted Beth this when I was watching it for the first time, and then she was like, stop telling me these things. (laughs) And I said... I miss real ballet in musicals, but I said that as though I was around when they were doing real ballet in musicals, <laughs> right. and I'm, I am well, Like you were not. born in the 50s to have appreciated a movie out in the 60s. Right. but of course I was not. Um, that being said, two more things, the first of which is that when Bernardo is dancing, there's nobody else on stage. He's just beautiful. Like... Like, I mean, you just, like, don't see anybody else. Because he's so good. And I that's, ke- yeah. I, that's my opinion. Anyway, he <laughs> outshines everyone. Also, he has a small cameo in White Christmas, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. It's a very small scene. That's Oops. really why Katie is shouting this out. <laughs> he is... So, in the scene where she has left Bing Crosby to go back to New York or wherever it is, and she does that little number on stage... 
he's one of her dancers in the background. Spoiler alert! <laughs> anyway. That's weird. I think Natalie Wood is also in a pretty famous Christmas movie, isn't she? She is! Uh, <laughs> surprise, I spent a lot of time being like, I recognize this woman, why do I recognize this woman? It's because she's in Miracle on 34th Street as a child. Oh, yeah. oh she's Matilda? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Um, she's the child in the Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, in the in the old Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Muhammad did. I don't know if you remember this. Muhammad did West Side Story. This is this is my favorite fact that I have to share with everyone. Muhammad did West Side Story. Muhammad's a small town where both Katie and I grew up. <laughs> yes. When I was a senior and. Um, it was ugly by today's standards. Like, let's talk about some like soup. I mean, very. When we say small town, we mean white town. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're saying they cast white actors as Puerto Ricans? That's shocking, right? Son of a. <laughs> shocking. Who would uh, do such a thing? That being said, there was some. I have some notes. We'll come to it. I was Vilma. And I right nobody knows that. <laughs> so I love that's my favorite character. <laughs> in the two scenes, you from Scooby Doo. Thank you. No. I just like, looked at Tommy as soon as I heard it. I was like, Tommy, in, you love Scooby Doo. <laughs> in the two scenes where there are the girls, the girl jets, the blonde one is that's Velma. What were you? What were they always saying? Like binkity boppity boop boop. <laughs> Thank you. She memorized her line <laughs> in moments. Yes, 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 yes. You were off book within her fifteen seconds. Her now, callback was the easiest callback. Yes, yes, easy. Now, as a result of that being the case, I did have to dance in some of the uh, the like the for instance the gym scene. I'm not a dancer, you guys. Everybody, and also the cool, cool that number. I had to dance in that number. It was not pretty. We'll just like start with that. Anyway, we'll come back to that with other notes. Yes. Page flip. <laughs> I, have, I have quite a few notes on that aspect. <clears throat> yeah, it's something. Also, my last thought. I don't know how you feel about this, Tommy, but <laughs> I like to, she had pointed to, throw to your me name. off. There's no camera. There's a podcast going on here. (laughs) Let me do some visual things. Anyway, Tommy, I don't know how you feel about this. I really think, as a film, it forgets that it's a film. Like it tries to be a musical more than it tries to be a film. And I think sometimes it's like it. Sometimes it really uses the film thing to its advantage. Like in the dance at the gym, where it like blurs out everybody else when Tony and Maria see each other. Amazing shot. That's and it's and it's. It's really taking advantage of the film medium, mm-hmm. whereas in America and Cool, those big dance numbers, they end it like they're ending it for an audience. They end it in a big pose, oh. like they're waiting for applause. <laughs> and then, the, of course, the overture, where it's just like a screen that changes colors, and the uh, intermission, where it does that, like that is still obviously very theatrical, so it's... I don't really feel like it has found itself doing exactly what it wants to do either way. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it definitely suffers from what a lot of musicals suffer from, that come from stage to movie, such as Cats. 
which I hope we never, for the love of God, do. Oh, we're oh, definitely we're doing that. Uh, and it's just like, here's, here's the musical that for some reason you love on Broadway. We're just going to take it for some and reason. put it on the, on the, on the film. On film. And the film. Yeah, it just doesn't work. You need to make a musical that's going to be a movie. A movie. That's why like something like Les Mis works so well. Or um, it's not a Broadway musical, but like across the universe works so well like those movies work really well because they're like we're making a movie yeah. based off a musical I feel like this is kind of what Hamilton's going to end up being when it comes out well so but we talk about this yes yeah. so yeah yeah we'll, we'll I guess get to that on I just want to say to you little Katie yes that cool was the only well not the only but like one of the coolest film moments in the movie it definitely is so when you say like that's the one where they didn't know what they were doing I'm like buddy you couldn't get that dolly shot on a stage it's not about not knowing the what they were part. doing so much as it's about in that moment they're really playing up the theatricality as opposed to playing up the film like you're right they do shoot it really well, well the theatricality they're singing about not freaking out about murdering somebody in a parking garage. I'm gonna throw, cool, I'm gonna throw this out there. Cool is hands down my favorite song in the musical. It's oh, like, I, did that's like it. I hate that song so much. No, I, those so are my favorite too. I was watching it and I'm just like, I'm. This is cringy. It's weird. It's like, I mean, snap. I, listen, people die, Beth, and your people sing about people dying, and that's what I happens. I get it as a song, and I get why it exists in the musical because you know those boys are and that's another thing that they we'll gotta stay to. cool boy if you ever kill someone you have to be really chill <laughs> thank not, you for that uh, not that I would know yeah, right. Tommy's gay chill ever okay <laughs> touche that's why we know you'll never commit a murder <laughs> I'm like oh shit it was me <laughs> I didn't stay cool boy <laughs> Related thought to the um, at the very beginning the, just the opening screen yes. overture overture, overture when yeah. they do the overture my thought like the whole time because I could not think of anything else and I don't know why was the episode of The Office where they go see Andy in Sweeney Todd and Michael's <coughs> talking to Daryl and Daryl says Shh, if we don't listen to the overture, we won't recognize the musical themes when they come back later. Oh my god, that's so funny! Which is everywhere throughout this musical, by the way. You hear that like little motif, the, the three sounds. Yep. Yeah. Throughout every song, pretty much. I call it the jet motif because like. <laughs> that's true. And then you start with the. Yep, the snaps. Yeah, I actually thought that it was a mistake, and I stopped it, and I was like, something's wrong with my video. Like, I can hear it, but it's not playing. <laughs> so I stopped it, went back to the home screen, and restarted it, and I was like, all right, I'll give you a few minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Again, you know, the film to theater adaptation. Oh, yeah. Might also, have missed that a little are bit. you, I know you are, familiar with the Sassy Gay Friends? Of course. That was she uh, is the sassy gay friend. The other I thing. transitioned into the sassy gay friend <laughs> in adult life, you're absolutely correct. That was the other thing that like I couldn't like think around the whole time. Just because Romeo and Juliet and Romeo and Juliet is trash. Oh no. What are you doing there, bud? And it's gonna take me to Eve. I don't wanna go to Eve. Go back. <laughs> no way. Yahweh. Right, so we kinda talk we kinda like all introduced ourselves sloppily, but we never really talked about why this is called I Feel Petty colon colon, colon just musicals, musicals because we got the first part but the colon after the colon was left alone 
So do we want to kind of touch oh, on that? Oh, sure. So people we can are touch like, on that. people are like, who is Jess and why is she hitting musicals? Guys, <laughs> uh, we have kind of introduced ourselves. <clears throat> This is Jess. Hello. <laughs> You're welcome. Now that we're probably like 20 minutes in at this point. No, listen. Listen. I'm not worried about it. I'm in the damn title. So I'm not, I'm not going to get a big head about getting my, my intro neither. Well, I'll tell you. I can say in one little sentence why I hate musicals. Beth, if you were to guess, how long from for genuine dialogue other than like jets sharks <laughs> how long into the movie do you think you got before there was real dialogue oh man oh 30 minutes i don't know see now you're overshooting you make me look like an idiot an asshole 15 minutes and four seconds okay that's a long just... time you're right so who likes that is what we should be asking that's ourselves the, that's the ballet that's the, like, when I was talking about the ballet And it moment. sucked. <laughs> okay? But the only fun part about that was that Chuck Taylors used to be considered basketball shoes. They definitely, yeah. And that showed... Everything else, trash. <laughs> this was... I, it's okay. I hate musicals because uh, I don't... What's diegetic? What's non-diegetic? Who knows what? What are we really doing? How can everybody dance together? And what <laughs> is the point? And how do you know every so, move? Because I've tried to dance, and I can't pull off the shit Brittany pulls off in her videos. Well, I mean, I did memorize the Hit Me Baby One More Time dance, so can't relate, Tommy! <laughs> okay, so I do think that that kind of applies to a note that I have, which, of course, applies to the point that I made earlier about how it, like, doesn't know if it's a movie or a musical, which is, in t- like, in today, like, Tommy, like you said, when they are making them as a movie, they're now, they're making them as a movie. Like, Lynn is, is a movie. Mm-hmm. And the way that this doesn't do that, like, the fight choreography is a ballet sequence as opposed to being actually, like, using actual fight choreography, which I think is really interesting because today, uh, probably later this year, uh, we will see, I don't, I don't know if they're going to do a ballet, like, fight sequence I feel like they would have to. So, I don't think they should, though. So I think they are. Because he wants to stay true. True. Which, true. I mean, if you've ever seen Ansel Elgort, who's going to play Tony in the new one, dance, he's pretty dreamy when he does it. So <laughs> he'll be able to pull it off quite well. Right. But, I okay, so I guess that sticks to, like, they're trying to keep this the way that it is. But I do think, generally, in movie musicals, like now, it's it would be a fight sequence as opposed to a ballet. So that apply, your point applies completely. I completely agree. You can't fight and sing. That's the, well, that's the exact problem with musicals. You can't be like, Jets, fuck you, and like you're just throwing punches. I like how we're, I like how we're, all, we're all doing very visual gags <laughs> on the podcast. We'll work on getting video recordings of these maybe someday. <laughs> or we'll just be better at doing podcasts. That's probably going to be easier. Comes with practice, you know. Yeah. I, I personally like the ballet thing. It was weird, but I also like liked it. Like, that was part of what made it cool and, like, artistic. It's, it's like, very well put together. It is. It is. And, like, every move, there was something with the music and... It is But it, well But it was also really fucking it's weird. They're, like, playing basketball, but, like, and their defense was, like, jumping. Mm-hmm. Like a ballet move. And I was like, I don't... Mm. Well, I mean, there's also, like, a lot of musicals that... <clears throat> not rip this off, but, like, pay homage. Again, we're going physical with the air quotes. <laughs> but, like, they do that in High School Musical. It's like, oh, dude, it's a basketball song, and I'm going to... That's true. Actually, get yeah. your head in the game. I, they, see, I, I knew that. <laughs> One of my notes is, literally, this seems like High School Musical. 
which we <laughs> talked about earlier. I saw it for the first time, Quarantine, which is also just another ripoff of a different musical that we will right. watch. Grease, Grease does it. Um, yes. Even Rocky Horror does it a little bit, which is the greatest musical of all time. Um, but I think a lot of things are like, let's make the violence and the fights go with the music. And sometimes it works. I think it worked here. Other times it does not. It does it does work. I mean, like, like I texted you, like, I really do enjoy the ballet in it because they are all so good. And, like, that comes to another point, which we'll talk about later. But they're all so phenomenally good. And it's actually, I actually think it's kind of funny because you can tell, like, the way they stand, the way they hold themselves, the way they're all fucking just ripped mm-hmm. to shreds. Like, they're all ballerinas. They're all yeah. just, like, straight-up ballerinas mm-hmm. uh, of different heights and, like, kind of differing skin colors. But <laughs> sure. They're all white. Differing makeup colors, <laughs> that's for sure. Thank you. Thank you. But, um... Well, that would explain why none of them sang. Because they were all just dancers. Right. Yeah. Some Most of, of them, them did. Yeah. The four main characters don't sing, which was the point that I was going to bring up. I learned that today. Yeah. The four main characters are dubbed... So why are you voices. even in the movie? Well, I don't know. It's a good question. I do think it's really interesting because I think arguably now, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think arguably now, people would prioritize the voice over the dancing ability when you're the main character in a musical. But it doesn't surprise me that Jerome Robbins would prioritize the dancing ability right. in this right. case. Well, and Natalie right. Wood was also like the star. Yeah, in the late and so 50s to have her. 60s. So you're like, oh, I got Natalie Wood for this. Excellent. That was truly confusing to me at points, though, because there would be moments where she would be doing something. I'm like, why can't she be with the white guy? She's not playing a white person. <laughs> I was like, what is the big deal? Ah, she's Puerto Rican, air quotes. Here's a funny thought about the white guy. Uh, he, and Beth, will jump into your thing after this, because I know you did your own little rabbit hole to do with this. The white guy, i.e. Tony is, like, the most similar skin color to the Puerto Ricans of the entire group of Jets. Like, he almost looks like he just could be, based on, you know, based on this world, looks like he could be... Because he's Italian. He's actually Italian, right? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Beth, I'm going to let you take it away. She did a rabbit hole I about... I did. I was like... Because, <laughs> okay, so when Katie and I first started talking about this, she talked about how they did it in Muhammad and how they, you know, did some stuff that would not be, you know, culturally appropriate now. And I was watching the movie. (laughs) Sure. But I was watching the movie and I was like, wait, they did, did they do the exact same thing? Yeah, they did the exact same thing. Makeup was bad. I'm like, that accent even sounds fake. So I was like, okay, I need to figure out, like, is any, any of them actually Puerto Rican? So first up was, and it was hard to find a lot of info because, like, you really have Bernardo and Nita and Maria as, like, the main Puerto Rican. So besides that, it's hard to find a lot of info. But Bernardo, his name is George Shakiris. He was born in Ohio, and he is Greek. So is that how you pronounce his last name? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> his last name is one that I like yes. have seen and it was is? like, hmm. I don't know. Oh, I was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How's so it like, spelled? C H A K I R I S. Shakiris. It's probably like Chris. I don't know. <laughs> right. It's yeah. like a like, lot of extra letters. Greek. Basically, when I found out he was Greek, I'm like, okay, I don't you know how to say the last name, but it Mia. does look like... Uh, yeah, true. Mamma Mia, my big fat Greek wedding. Anyways, I've never seen Mamma Mia. Don't. Oh, I can't wait to do that one. Yeah. Don't. Can, we, <laughs> can I do the podcast? The uh, only good musical. Something. Yes, we'll fight you. There is something in the air tonight, colon, Tommy hates ABBA. <gasps> oh, no! 
I do like that title, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great There's title. There's something here that night. Okay, anyway. Tony Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Beth, I'm sorry. Back oh, to you're your fine. Research. You are fine. So he's um, Greek. He's Greek. Anita, Rita Moreno. She is Puerto Rican. Yay. I think she, is she the only one? I yeah. definitely Probably. thought she was the yeah, one. Yeah, I think so. Um, Natalie great. Wood is Maria. She is Russian-American. Did you write down her birth name? Natalia. Natalia. <laughs> <laughs> Natalia. <laughs> I did not write that down, but that would have been a great little piece to have. Fun fact, she, she died was... exactly eight years before I was born. And oh, Christopher Walken may or may not have done it. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's <laughs> you didn't go spicy. far enough down the road. I learned that in my research today. <laughs> Obviously, um, she was yeah. She was born here. She was born in California, so also born here. Um, Tony Mordente, he was action, which his name is actually said in the movie, um, but I still can't put a face who that is. There's um, one that was literally always wanting to fight. He with the well, like, what, what, what what weapens? What weapons? What oh, are we doing? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hence the name um, action. He always wanted that. <laughs> right. Um, I actually couldn't find his ethnicity, so that's kind of irrelevant. But he was married to Tita Rivera, who played Anita on Broadway. So oh, I thought that was kind of small cool. World. He was born in New York, but couldn't find So he could be pretty Puerto much Rican. anything. Yeah, but Mordente <laughs> does kind of sound like it. Uh, I guess it kind of sounds Italian now that I'm saying it aloud. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It does, but... And then we get to Jose de Vega, who is Tino. And actually, in my, notes, in my notes, I wrote, oh, is he actually the only Puerto Rican or, like, Latin person? And then I was like, wait, he kind of looks Asian. So he's both. He's half Filipino and half Colombian. So not Puerto Rican, but kind hey, of not closer. <laughs> right, right. You know, circling. You're from a Latino yeah. ethnicity, it's Circling. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's better. We're getting closer We're getting to correct. closer. <laughs> Um, I guess, and that's pretty much the last one. The other ones, there's Pepe and there's Indio, but couldn't really find a lot of information on Jay Norman, who doesn't really sound Puerto Rican, or yeah. um, Gus Triconis, who also sounds like he could be Greek. I couldn't find mm, yeah. anything on him. So, yeah, moral of the story, basically, there's um, Rita Moreno and Jose de Vega that are confirmed that are to be... Hispanic. Yeah. Good to know. Confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> Confirmed via the internet, you know. Well, yeah, I have not done their DNA test to actually confirm that, however. <laughs> Rita Moreno was at the Oscars about two or three years ago singing America, which was fantastic. Yeah. So, and she's still got it. She's, so. she's fantastic. Yeah. Do you guys ever uh, watch her show she's on one day at a time? I didn't know she was on a show. It's about the... Uh, it's a remake of seventies or eighties sitcom about a single mom, PTSD, making it work with her kids. But in this adaptation, they are from Puerto Rico. They're Puerto Rican family, oh. and Rita Moreno plays a grandma. Oh, interesting! It's on Netflix. It was oh. Netflix canceled it. Got saved by Pop Sugar. Doesn't matter. Check it out. It's pretty good. One day at a time. One day at a time. Okay. She's getting ready to have a cameo in the new version <laughs> yes. of West Side Story. Also, uh, she better. It's, She's it's, still working. You got it. It's a character in. called Valentina, but I don't know who that is. But I might be written. Just Isn't for that this, the so boss of the dress shop? No, that's like Ma- uh, Madam. Uh, it is the best hot sauce in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Madame Lucia. Lucia. Is, is no. the name oh, of, yeah. Yeah. Good, good callback. Well, I'm just uh, surprised I rewatched this today. So <laughs> true. I didn't have two and a half hours to spend to rewatch it a second time. <laughs> okay, well, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> to rewatch it a second time, meaning it would have been your third viewing. I mean, I've seen this movie a lot. I went to film school. 
So they're like, you want to see the greatest musical ever? I'm like, singing in the rain? They're like, haha, no, bitch. West oh, I thought story. it was Rocky Horror Picture Show. What's the truth, honey? <laughs> What's the fucking truth? So what you don't know is she moved her hat from forward to sideways and then to backwards to threaten me. Yeah, so. like a, a Pokemon trainer. We're talking battle. Onyx, go. Geodude. I don't think Pikachu. that I this is the best musical of all time. No. But film historians, for some reason, do. Film historians so. are idiots. I... I mean, yeah. What? <laughs> Film historians <laughs> still jerk their little ding-dong to Citizen Kane. Which, guess what? I didn't want to watch it three times. <laughs> I watched it once. I got it. That's Never funny. watched it. You were about five when that came out, though. Well, actually, was, five or is this like a Jaws five? It's a Jaws five. It was actually... It's a Jaws five. Yeah, it's older than that. It's yeah. from the 40s. Oh, um... It's while it's we're a, it's talking... a huge insult. <laughs> <laughs> While we are talking about the actors slash characters and stuff, I wanted to talk a little bit about anybody's. Who do you, do you guys know what I'm talking about when I say that? Yes. Just anybody. Yes. No. <laughs> just, just pick one out of my head. <laughs> one person. So the name of the girl that is always trying to get in with the Jets. Oh yeah, the little lesbian. Her yes. Her give it. It's not her given name, but her nickname in the musical is Anybody's. And I think that it's for Anybody's Girl or like something like, like I think that's the, what it's short for. Um, I did a little bit of deep diving on her because I was trying to look that up to confirm that that's what that was. And she is based on the character of Balthazar in Romeo and Juliet, who was a servant and informant. To Romeo, I'm gonna ask you if you can confirm that for me, Jess. Balthazar. Balthazar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just, just, yeah. 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 Oh, I, I, you just asked me to confirm it. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> well, as my literature person, my co-literature person, I was hoping that I'm actually confirm it. I'm co-liter. I did. I, Kitty, I said yes. Okay. I actually confirm. I did my best. Anyway, um, I do Balthazar. think I do like one of the greatest scenes. I think in the whole movie, I mean, not because it's comfortable, but because of what it does, is the gang rape scene when they're in docks and she's a part of that scene and she falls to the background and like is against the wall and it's just like, uh, you, you see her kind of be really taken aback by this group of boys that she tries so hard to like get in with and I just think that that's one of the most interesting scenes in the whole movie as a result of like what it does. What does it do? Why are you motioning to Beth? Well, uh, she looked like she had something to say. Um, I mean, okay. no, I, it's, I hate to say like, oh, I like that scene because that's a terrible thing to say, but it's a very, like you said, effective scene and one that, as shitty as the situation is, it's incredibly necessary and like, I get in a lot of fights, especially when I'm in school, be like, oh, you know, scenes like that don't belong in movies. I was just like, well, when you see how shitty some people are and how it like helps the character get over this or like, you know become a better person or that sort of thing then scenes like that kind of do have a place and they're supposed to be uncomfortable it's not supposed to be like oh cool rape it's supposed to be like oh no that's Shit. not yeah. fun and let's see them prevail and overcome it and as you mm-hmm. kind of said uh the the floor is to jess now they never show her again she walks out of the and she's gone for the rest of the movie so she gets gets, she gets rapey rude or almost raped or whatever and then they're done with her the whole character I have that note I said so like she leaves and then like immediately afterwards like now everybody else leaves and I'm like no 
Don't send them out right after she's left alone. Are you really not yeah. in it? Because I swear. No, she's she done. Yeah. No, she huh. doesn't. She like goes. Presu- like we're left to presumably believe that she runs home. I do love what she says at the end of that scene, where she is like, "Bernardo was right about you. If you were bleeding in the street, I would spit on you and keep walking." Mm-hmm. And I just think that that is like the hate that some people are full of and Natalie Wood has this great speech at the end of the movie which I'm sure we'll get to as well but the hate that some people are full of really can result in like can can bleed into other people like she has this big musical number where she's loving America mm-hmm. and she's singing about how great it is before the intermission and then she's filled with the exact same hate and cynicism that Bernardo has when he's singing back to her in that mm-hmm. song. And it just is kind of great the way that those two things match each other so well yeah. at the end after she's had direct contact with these people. Right. So do we want to talk about the song, America? I'm sure we should. Yeah. yeah. In my opinion, that's the one that when someone's like, West Side Story, that's the song I think of. Sure. And it's not something like I Feel Pretty or What's Somewhere or some whatever that song's called, the one that rips off the Wizard Something's of Oz. Something's coming. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, or Cool, it's like, this is the one that I always think of, because one, it has, in my opinion, the best dance number. Definitely. And two, kind of the best lyrics, I think, because it could, like juxtaposes between, like you said, her and, uh, 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 what's his name? Bernardo. Bernardo, mm-hmm. thank you. I want to call him Ronaldo, but that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, that's the song that I always immediately think of when I think of this musical, and it's, kind of something that is still relevant 50, almost 60 years later. Yeah. Actually, yeah, over, well, 60, over 60 years well, later. I also wrote on this, like, how is it possible that we were so accidentally, like, relevant? <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's exactly what I thought. I didn't think it would be relevant, and then here I am like, oh, shit. Like, I was watching it, oh and I was like, God. fuck me. This is... This is where we're at. So. Yeah. 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 Um, I did write down a thing about America. I wrote... A question to you guys. Tell me what you guys think about America in terms of not not America the country. No, I know. I'm just the way you're phrasing it, I feel like I'm like writing an essay. I know. This is the A push. (laughs) (laughs) Uh oh, just just got going. It's gonna be okay. Um What is the, I mean, I guess I, like, maybe I kind of answered this already. This isn't a thought that I had earlier when I was watching it, but is it just to set up that dynamic where Anita and the women are so in love with this country still and the opportunity that it potentially holds and Bernardo is already so aware of how negative it is? Or, like, what do you feel like it sets up? Like, does it set up the women as less strong characters and... You know, like, I, I, in a lot of cases, Anita's a strong female character, but this song maybe is the only moment where she's very not. Name one moment. Or she's a strong female character. Okay, when she said, when she said, I'm an American now, I don't wait. Yeah, that's, yeah. That was kind of what... That was, like, literally the only part, though. (laughs) Well, so she's ready to go get some? Yeah. She was American right away with that sentiment. But that doesn't wait. make her a strong we don't female wait. We character. Don't wait for anything. But we don't wait for the coronavirus to be over. <laughs> we don't wait for jack shit. But so. she's telling her man that she should be the priority. Okay, but that doesn't make you a strong female character. You're right. 
That just means that you want to get some dick. <laughs> but, but, okay, what's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with it, but again, the scope of this movie where all she does is just get pushed around, yeah. told, fuck you, fuck your feelings, I don't care that this guy just killed your husband, lover, whatever, I'm gonna go fuck him in your house. By the way, we didn't say this at the beginning, but spoilers. Oh yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> if you're watching it, you already seen the movie. You're not gonna listen to Stranger talk about read something. You've Romeo and Juliet against right. your will. Yeah. True. And then she gets thrown into that horrible situation at the bar. She's uh, like yeah. the, one of the most mistreated female characters. Oh, yeah. At least yeah. Natalie Wood had some yeah. agency. No, Absolutely. that's fair. That's true. Maybe that's why I perceive her. I perceive like I don't perceive her as a weak female character, but she is mistreated in the way that. Like, Natalie Wood is a weak female character, but you're right, she does have some agency. Well, do you also think it's a thing where, you know, this was taking place years ago when it's supposed to be, and again, I'm using quotations as I say (laughs) this, when men are supposed to take care of the women, and, you know, you're going to listen to me, and that sort of thing, so... Well, and that's especially a dynamic in Puerto Rico. Exactly, (laughs) so when... Why can I not get his name again? Bernardo. Bernardo, for the love of God. Ronaldo. (laughs) Ronaldo McDonald, though. Um, (laughs) Is saying, like, no, this... This country does this for you, and she's like, "No, it doesn't." He's just like, "Listen to me. This is how shitty this country is." And at yeah. the end of it, she's like, "He was right," which is not something you'd see now. I feel like it might get changed a little bit, but back in 1957 or 1961, whatever, it's you know she's supposed to be a female, get in place, listen, that sort of thing. Yeah, true. I which I don't believe, by the way, just in case anyone's coming <laughs> after me with pitchforks. Thomas <laughs> <I laughs> canceled. <laughs> will say the moment with her where. She's in the bridal shop making Maria's dress, and Maria says, oh, Chino, like, nothing happens when I look at Chino, and she says, what happens when you look at Nardo? And she goes, it's what happens when I don't look at him? I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like... Doggy style. (laughs) I I was going to say lights off, but you... I was PG-13. X-rated pie. It felt a little rapey, I'll be honest. And then also the moment where... Wait, what? I think it feels a little rapey. Like, for her to say something like, well, what happens when I'm not looking? It feels weird. It feels like a weird thing to say. It's, I think it was more about like it's, we're not looking, we're feeling, we're touching, we're doing, we're active. Okay. okay. It's I just don't, I we can't we can't have her being sexually assaulted by her, the love of her life and everybody else in the movie. I will. I say, emotionally can't handle that. That's fair. <laughs> no, that's fair. And I also I will say the four main characters all had great chemistry in their relationships, and I feel like I can attribute that to yeah. Jerome Robbins being the psycho that he was. Yeah. But they all are great. To, like I could really feel that's true. That was yeah. All well, of them. and at the time you couldn't really get four better actors. I guess a few of them weren't as known before this, but Natalie Wood and um, uh, Rita Moreno were pretty well known. Yeah, I agree. Going back to America, though, (laughs) since we've kind of strayed off a little bit, um, I just think it's a really cool look at um, the dynamics, I guess, of immigrants coming in and trying to assimilate to American culture versus maintaining their own culture, because as we've seen recently, um, it seems like immigrants try to drop their culture immediately and they try to just fit in and do as the Americans are doing, which is like kind of what the song is about. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's entirely yeah. what the song is about and the Puerto Ricans are trying to maintain their culture, but like fit in still. So it's just interesting. We all just need to be more open and embrace other cultures and not have them feel like they need to fit in. 
which is hilarious living in a country where every white person's like, oh, I'm like half Italian and half Irish, <laughs> which is what I am. And it's just like, yeah, but you don't want to embrace any other cultures. You just want to say you're that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it was just interesting. And I wrote down the one that like really captured my attention was um, when Anita says she wants to get a terrace apartment. And then he says, well, you better get rid of your accent. And then yeah. just like, yeah, yep. Like, yeah. that's a real thing that they struggle with. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, my, so this, um, sorry, this might be getting too much, but like, my grandma was in the internment camps. It's never too much. And we, like, we don't know any of our Japanese culture. And I attribute it to that because when she got out, she was like, I don't want to be associated with that at all. I just want to be American and like meet American friends. And like, that's it. So, like, I think that dynamic plays a lot into the song. It was just a good one. I've had it on repeat a lot. It's a great, I mean, it's a great, I mean, it's a, as far as Sondheim can go for me, it's a great <laughs> song. Yeah. Um, it's like the most backhanded compliment. And if it is something that he's like, quote unquote, less proud of, mm-hmm. that song is not something he should feel, especially the, like the lyrics in that song and specifically what they do Yeah, is not one that I think is disappointing in any way. Yeah. So I agree. And it like sends a real the lyrics like send a real message, but like if you just listen to the music, it's fun. Like I like dance around to it. What, yeah. who, and who then I'm like, say, oh who did you say the name of the um, composer was? Robert Weiss? Yes. Leonard, Leonard oh, oh yeah, Leonard Bernstein. He is a yeah. fantastic composer. Yeah. I feel I mean and he's done a lot of other stuff yes. too. So um while we're like touching on this topic and almost on this topic, do we want to talk about their relationship to the police? Yeah, let's do it. So, and I mean, op- Officer Krupke's not a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact: the guy that plays Officer Krupke was also Officer Krupke on Broadway. Oh, excellent! I cool. did find that out today. Uh, there's a really interesting, like, there's a really interesting dynamic in. Of course, obviously, he's racist towards... Lieutenant Shrank is racist towards the Puerto Ricans, but he also has this already built-in bias towards the... They call themselves JDs, which is juvenile delinquents, um, in the same way they call them the PRs for Puerto mm-hmm. Ricans. So um, there's a really interesting relationship and dynamic there that none of them want to cooperate with mm-hmm. him, uh, which I didn't... Like, at first, I very much expected him to be racist towards the Puerto Ricans and, like, want to cooperate with them. But he's super shitty to them the whole time, too. And I just thought that that was really interesting. And there are a couple moments that, like, really, like, it really depicts, like, he says something uh, when they're in docs about... They're like, oh, well, I'm not doing anything illegal. And he says something about having a badge, so it doesn't matter. I have it quoted. It says, I know I don't have the right, but I have a badge, and yeah. that's enough. Yeah. God, isn't that such a 2020 thing? Yeah. So, again, really interesting that things that I did not think were going to come in the movie are, like, still in play today. And I'm just like, wow, <laughs> even in the 50s when this was written, this is an issue. Yeah. And it's a, it's a totally power thing. I loved the moment towards the beginning. I where he's like, okay, you guys are going to cooperate with each other, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, any questions? And Bernardo goes, yes, sir. Would you mind translating that into Spanish? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And even the Jets, like, will giggle a little yeah. bit. I was like, yeah. this is great. And, well, the, like, the Jets and the um, sh- Sharks team up a lot. Like, you know, we talk about in Docs. Yeah. yeah, like in Docs when they're, like, talking about what 
weapons are going to bring the fight. And then the lieutenant comes in. And then they act all buddy-buddy because they're like, yeah. they're like, oh, no, that's the real enemy. Like, we have beef, but, like, that's the real man trying yeah. to shut us down. Sidebar Sharks is, like, the coolest gang name on the planet. Just I wrote down um, Baby Shark. It just made me think of Baby Sharks. <laughs> Especially so, when I saw the graffiti on the bricks. Oh, and I was like, like, Baby Sharks. There is a... No, you just... There is a, this is a quick aside, there are two hockey like, teams named the Jets and the Sharks, and I swear to God, every time they play a regular season game, the jackass announcer has to go, it's like West Side Story, and I'm like, I hate you all, you get paid millions of dollars to do this, shut up. I just want the audience to say, <laughs> are they an audience when it's hockey, is that still what it's called? A crowd, crowd. an audience, attendance. It did sound like a weird use of that word, yes. so I was just making sure. <laughs> Every time someone scores, it's like, jazz hands! <laughs> no, it's snaps. No, it's snaps. Oh, snaps, that's right, yeah, good point. Anyway. Like a damn poetry slam. I mean, there's there's no crowds now, so. Uh, well, there's no hockey right now. Jess, you were going to say. I just want to say the most random fun fact, because you were talking about the graffiti at the baby yeah. shark. <clears throat> spray paint graffiti, or spray paint, like, aerosol cans mm-hmm. of paint, was invented in 1949. Which would have made it very new fancy technology, which is why I thought it was so funny that they had to graffiti with a bucket and a brush. And paint, like, actually. Like, just like, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he looked like Bob Ross up there with a big-ass brush. Just right sink. This is a happy little shark. Right. Also, like, little right here. what a word. Sharks stink. Like, yeah. you could have written a million other things. But also, that's fun fact about he didn't have a lot of time. He got painted by hand. And, like, where do you store that? Like, cops are chasing you. are like, oh, crap, got to put my paint bucket somewhere yeah, and my brush. My easel, <laughs> my palette fixer. <laughs> fun fact I, about sharks, Jaws just turned 45. <gasps> fun fact oh. about sharks. <laughs> now that's a movie. I also loved when they leave the sharks leave the shop after he tells them to leave and they start whistling my country tis of thee yeah <laughs> yeah that, that was that, that was, cool. was good another homage to how much america sucks uh, <laughs> also Sorry, i wanted to shirt. <laughs> <laughs> beth is wearing a t-shirt that says fuck that guy it's about trump it says just you F- know f asterisk ck that guy <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway uh while we are on the like sort of indirectly on the subject the song officer krupke Mm -hmm. uh also i thought was really interesting in terms of like beth we were having this conversation yesterday about like where funding should go like the million other places that funding should could go as opposed to going to the police including mental health experts which they depict in the song uh social work which they depict in the song like Schools, like all those kinds of things. I just thought that was really dude. It's that song's also kind of another bop. I'm starting to like the music more and more. Yeah, the more we're talking about it, I'm feeling my goal to turn all of you against. (laughs) (laughs) This is just the first episode, right? (laughs) Yeah, no, for the record, I don't like West Side (laughs) but you still like musicals. I do like musicals, and that's where I have to get you. That's where she's drawing the line. That's where I have to get you. We need right. some week where we're all just going to be like, guys, this is the last one because we're done. <laughs> you just hear me screaming in the distance, fuck yeah! When we get to the Book of Mormon episode, you're in for a while. Oh, they don't have a movie of that, though. They will. Yeah. Great. There's a couple I can't of, wait. I'm so excited. There's a couple Like, there's a couple of other, okay, like, I'm going to shift a little bit uh, to, like, the funny little jokes. So, like, when they whistle My Country Tis of the Year, he asks him to speak, uh, to translate it into Spanish. There's another moment after they sing I Feel Pretty when Madame Lucia comes into the bridal shop and is like, guys, get back to, like, you can sing, but work while you're singing, basically. Mm-hmm. And Maria goes, 
Madame Lucia, what can you expect? We use Singer sewing machines. <laughs> I like that. Oh too. my god, I didn't even notice that. That's that funny. Was, she got it in. Yeah. Well, and in the beginning of the musical, <laughs> Tony said, like asks her if she's telling a joke, and she was like, "I have not yet learned to joke like that." And I was like, "Bitch, you just told a yeah. joke." <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe she didn't know it was a joke. Well, maybe. Do we? I mean, you mentioned it. Do we want to hop into the like somewhere over the rainbow of this song? Sure. With "I Feel Pretty," which. Wait, that's not I Feel Pretty, is no, it? No, it's something... Right, right, but like Somewhere Over the Rainbow is like the most well-known yeah. song from right. Wizard of Oz. Sure, let's so. talk I Feel Pretty, I Feel Petty, well... Do you feel pretty and witty and Katie just lulled herself. <laughs> um, I do that all the time. <laughs> 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 See, this, this is a song that everyone knows, and the one I'm just, like, every time it comes on, I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Like, I think this song is absolutely pandering to, like, the lowest common denominator of people. Well, the, so, the something's coming? No, I feel pretty. No, I feel oh, I feel pretty. pretty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's like what Sondheim said. He was like, "I'm those lyrics are complete trash. There's no depth to them. There's just, I feel charming. I feel pretty. I feel witty. Oh, so like, charming. Yeah. <laughs> the song is most known for me from that Adam Sandler, Jack Nicholson movie, Anger Management. Which oh, yeah. Like, uh-huh. Which I'm like, that's a much better version. Yeah. <laughs> I, Get I don't, West Side Story. I don't deny that. And there's a lot of things. So, like, one of the clips I had was about, um, or, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. When I was watching it, there's a song that reminded me, I thought, of Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, oh, this sounds like when the villagers are going to attack the beast. And I was like, oh, I have to go find it. Turns out it wasn't Beauty and the Beast. It was Pocahontas because there's a lot of memes (laughs) that say that, first of all, that Pocahontas is just like Romeo and Juliet. Therefore, Pocahontas is just West Side Story. Mm-hmm. So, all when we do Disney, right, we don't have to do Pocahontas because this is all the same stuff. And there's a song, so the first clip I have, this is this is from West Side Story. This is the song, um, Tonight, the quintet version as they're going to the Rumble. <laughs> This is Pocahontas and Savages, part two, um, from Pocahontas. (laughs) Electric Bugaloo. I mean, they they obviously did it intentionally. It's pretty smooth. Yeah, I mean, I was like, so I was recording these and trying to figure out, first of all, the best way to record them, and I kept getting confused as to which was which. I'm like, wait, (laughs) literally, what one am I listening to now? And yeah, as Katie pointed out, you'll see a lot of, like, fight songs and musicals that do have that same you know theme and everything you know one day more is actually yeah. another song i thought of yeah um but i just thought it was particularly funny it's because formally miz we'll get there don't, <laughs> don't worry don't you worry <laughs> but pocahontas does have christian bale in it so that's a win i didn't know I was <laughs> he plays thomas the young man that follows oh. john smith everywhere you know the one who stands up to him in the end yeah. oh thomas oh. listen oh, do you know who'll be playing thomas or no, John Smith, excuse me. Who'd be playing John Smith? No, no, no. Smith. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Oof. Anyway, that was our Pocahontas episode. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, though. We don't need to do Pocahontas. We've done it already. Uh, racist, white people suck. <laughs> Sorry, guys. These white men are dangerous. <laughs> I'm a minority, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the only minority. <laughs> Tommy's the only white man, though. So Listen, you're using the ma- the word man very loosely. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, okay. Other thoughts. 
Did anyone else notice what this movie was rated? It's PG. It's right? PG-ish, but if you look it up on Google, it just says G. Does it really? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Even yeah. PG it seems must be way G, too low. Listen, that leads right into my point. That Jaws is rated PG. That would be a good point, but that's not my point. <laughs> um, it, there's nothing outrightly heinous in terms of like standards issues. The only moment you see anything gory is like a little bit of blood on the knife, and that's yeah. it. I was True. just going to ask but if they you did drop sea blood. A they, little bit. You do. Okay. But that leads perfectly into my point, because okay. I want to get this on the record. In the remake, when Rip Ansa Elgort is dying there, his blood pooling out of him will be used cinematically to somehow like branch off to both groups or somehow to unite them. Because when this guy was prediction? dying in the street, yeah, it's a prediction. Okay. When Tony was dying <laughs> in the street, she, she's the cinematographer. It, yeah, I actually am working with uh, Lynn. Uh, <laughs> okay. We're close. Um, no, but when Tony's dying in the street and then they cart his body away, there's no blood, which right, is why this yeah. would be like a GPG movie. But I'm like, I bet you money in this filthy blood-ridden day and age that his blood will be used. I so you're probably right. You're and probably also right. movies of the time, like in the 60s. Well, if you show the, blood, the you were MPA- a communist. Yeah, the MP- <laughs> well, the MPAA was also, like, incredibly lax back then. They're just like, oh, yeah, there's there's implied rape and blood, G. But, like I said, Jaws is actually rated PG yeah. in the 70s, and that movie's incredibly bloody, actually. Um, it wasn't Hell until yeah. 1985 when PG-13 became a thing, because there was, like, no gap between G- PG... And R, and are you about to? Tell I have me a question. That? Yeah. What do we know? What movie it was that necessitated a PG thirteen? I know which two movies. It what is. are oh. they? It is Gremlins and uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Wow, <laughs> awesome! Yeah. Fun fact. Gremlins makes perfect sense. Yes. I've never seen Indiana Jones, so I can't speak on it. But the fuck out of here. That's your next trilogy. <laughs> Jess is actually getting up from her chair and leaving. Visual <laughs> Yeah. So like something like this back in. 1961, they're probably like, oh, that's like a drop of blood. That's a yeah. G. And now they're just like, oh my god, you they're said... They're singing it. Kids yeah. can watch yeah. it. <laughs> now they're just like, oh my god, you sneezed. Rated R. <laughs> we need to protect our children from right. COVID. <laughs> I think the part that I wrote like was like, oh my god, it's PG. What like made me think of it was in Officer Kruppy when they say, Krupp you! And I'm like, okay, I guess they don't say fuck right. you, but yeah. I'm like... Very strongly implied. Listen, Let Spy me, Kids got away with holy shit talking mushrooms. mushrooms. <laughs> Bitch, we're all the same thing. Oh my god. Are we about I'm to kiss credit. right now? We might. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm giving credit to Jess for that one because she started it and then Tommy interrupted. So <laughs> I was going to go, have you seen Tigers? <laughs> That's true. Talking not right. mushrooms. But shit is a lot more accepted than fuck for some reason. Yeah. I'd rather fuck for shit. <laughs> Can't agree. <laughs> I love good shit. <laughs> I oh feel God. pretty. And oh witty. <laughs> oh, but okay, so that's another thing about like the death scenes and the stabbings, first of all. <laughs> okay. And like today's time when they they like whipped out those little like pocket knives and I literally just like laughed out loud. <laughs> I was like, really? From personal like, experience. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to get stabbed by one or shanked or anything. But I was like, wow, that's... Tommy is saying he has. Yeah, my brother stabbed me with one once. So. Oh, you said from personal experience. I was like, did you mean a street fight? No, and well, where did he stab you? And did you die? In the leg. Okay. But, but did you die? By <laughs> First off... Are you still sitting in front of us? My brother got in a street fight with me, and he won. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, those things are tiny, but holy shit, no, they hurt. No, I believe it, but you won't instantly die from a three-inch puncture wound to your spleen. 
It makes me think Thank you of, so much. I was like, one get and I got him dead? Yeah. A nurse says That's no. That's why we have no, the nurse on here. No. Says no. This it is my new section of the podcast, you guys, is that actually wouldn't happen in real life. <laughs> a nurse says no. <laughs> a nurse like, says no. If you were to lay there for minutes with, like, nobody putting pressure on it, or not even minutes, a long time, they would eventually bleed out. Yeah. The length yeah, of this the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes. the length of the movie. Twice. Okay. But I'm like, that, no, mm, <clears throat> nope. It reminds me of the moment in Young Frankenstein when he stabs himself in the leg and just like crosses his legs. What an amazing like, reference! This by is the way. fine. And then ends the class and still sits there until everybody's gone, and then he's like, pulls it out of his leg like fuck. But also, for the fine. record, never pull anything out. A nurse says so. Never pull out. How many babies are coming (laughs) out of this? You know why? Because this gets her job security. More babies are made, and she's. Are you a pizza nurse? I'm a NICU nurse. You're a NICU nurse. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So never pull it out, and also have your baby early. (laughs) That is like, here's how you induce kind of soon. Oh my god. Make that business. Sorry, verbiage. Um, okay, if you get stabbed by an object... In context, pull out sometimes. <laughs> Be safe, use protection. Don't use the pull-out don't, method don't use as, the your only, as your only method. What about the rhythm method? <laughs> I think that also applies. Damn it. I don't know a lot about that one, I'm not going to lie. Listen, people think we're going off the rails, but there is violence and sex in these movies anyway, so, I mean, we're... And sex... After a fresh murder <laughs> of, your, yeah. of your brother, yeah. which she has no information on, he says, I didn't mean to, I didn't know, when he saw his friend get stabbed, looked, and then stabbed Bernardo, didn't know my so ass. I have a question on that subject also. Hit it. Is it set up in a believable way no. that Tony loves <laughs> Riff enough that he would kill Bernardo Okay, how many so. times did they say to each other from whatever to <laughs> whatever? From birth to earth, I know. But here's the thing. That's what here's the thing. Riff manipulates the shit out of Tony throughout the whole movie. Like, yeah. I don't feel a believable connection. Like, it felt like... I have some experience yep. with this. Like, it, it felt like some the way some of my friends are like, do this for me, I need you, do this for me. When it's something you're not trying to do, yeah. when it's something you're trying to grow out of, when it's something mm-hmm. you're trying to change to be better from. Yeah. That's what that relationship felt like for me. I agree. I didn't feel like he would kill Bernardo for him. Oh, See, okay, I feel like... I feel like I agree with, like, the pulling him in the situation stuff, and, like, then he gets to the dance, and no one's like, oh, my God, Tony! Like, Riff, you're totally bullshitting him. Like, no one was particularly happy to see him. They weren't mad, but, like, they weren't like, oh, my God, it's Tony! And then when he left, no one was like, oh, bye, well, Tony, why are you leaving? Yeah. It was just like, okay, there goes Tony. But I think their bond probably goes farther back in order for him to even get there. I just, like, his whole goal in being there was to make none of that happen. And yeah. then he like I mean, goes later. crazy enough seeing that happen that he has to immediately act. I also thought I made a note because I thought this was really funny because he goes in and he's trying to stop everything, and then two guys hold him back. And in that shot, he looks relatively normal where they first start holding him mm-hmm. back, and then a second later they shoot back to him and he's covered in sweat and his shirt's ripped open <laughs> like he's been struggling so much. And I just was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean it wasn't it wasn't perfect. 
It's Romeo and Juliet. It's fine. Okay, um, that's when you kind of have to blame the source material. Yeah. Right. Like, he had to kill him. Yeah. Shakespeare made it, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that was another thing going back to, um, oh, I can't think of her character, Maria, um, how, like, Tony comes and he's like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then it's just, like, sobbing. She's like, like oh, it's fine. Have sex. Did you notice that after her dress was red? Yeah, because she's not a virgin yeah. anymore. Yeah, she in the start, they didn't make her a red dress. They're like, you can't wear a red dress. Only and then babies she's wear dress. white. Yeah. Also, how stupid is it that she's begging for all these changes to her dress, and it's literally... Then and then they walk out the door immediately, and then Bernardo comes in and is like, all right, you guys ready to go? I was like, bitch, what were you expecting her to do in two minutes? Like, yeah, like, oh, giant red. I have another question. How old are these motherfuckers? <laughs> Eight? <laughs> Eighteen? Oh, they all look thirty. But they they're acting like a bunch of children. They look thirty, but okay, like, they definitely... Uh, I just, like, there are no scenes in a school that actually suggest that they're in high school. And the gym... It's the summertime. Is, like, is it? They're in jackets and shit. Well, well I mean, cool. have you ever... You've met Harrison Mitri. He wears leather jackets in 100-degree right. weather. I mean, that's true. And they are gangsters, just like Harrison is a gangster. I, like, what? I... Anyway, I, the only thing that gives it the, <laughs> the only thing that gives it the real feel of it being a school is the tiny moment where there's what seems like he might be the school principal. See, I think it was is like a community dance? gym and well, he's like the director. That's what I thought. So I looked his character up because I was like I recognize yeah. this guy so I looked his character up he is listed I looked up principal he is listed as a social worker so perhaps uh, yeah, that would make sense to have the social worker go to the community center where two rival gangs are right. congregate right and then the, and then <laughs> also, the rich kid's father who's gonna t- uh, you know tear it down for like a big business building and they're like no we have to save the <gasps> rec center now that's how West Side Story gets this happy ending yeah. also Donald Jessica Trump comes in with his small loan of a million dollars someone starts with a J and somebody wants to call him Donald it. Jessica Trump and I can't stop so funny <laughs> also the social worker's name is John Aston. he is Sean Astin's adopted father and plays Gomez Adams in the original Adams family right. Not wait Sean really? Astin is adopted? I guess yeah. Aww, that, that makes me love him even more <laughs> look behind you it's Samwise why? <laughs> that's why that's fine I'm just like but why oh. being adopted is making more Sean Astin because is Mikey from the It just always makes my heart happy when I see like families right. loving and. We should talk about the Stouffer family after this. Oh no! Yo, shit! Oh boy! <laughs> if you're interested in the YouTube you're drama, in look up. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Uh, if you're interested in YouTube drama, look up the Stouffer family. Unrelated. Tommy just made the most immaculate save. Stevie on not one, but <laughs> but two full bottles of beer, and the room has carpet. You guys, this would have been a catastrophe. We would have had to get the resolve out. This is like well, Kyle Hardwood sitch. Carpet cleaner, at least. So oh, nice. thank God. Yeah. <laughs> at least we were not sitting in a brewery. But anyway, <laughs> okay. So I feel like back on topic. <laughs> that's rare coming from me. Mm-hmm. Um, she's probably like sixteen, Maria, and Tony's probably like I, I'm jokingly saying like thirty, but he's probably like nineteen, eighteen, nineteen. Uh, I definitely think. Yeah, I feel eighteen for sure yeah. for him. And he's definitely like. Old. Right, and then yeah. what? <laughs> Romeo was like seventeen or eighteen, and yeah. then Juliet was like nine. I, I'm pretty sure it was like twenty. I'm gonna Google. I, I think it, she was, was way too old I think to be she acting was that 14. stupid. Fourteen. 
the line in Sassy Gay Friend is... What, what, what are you doing? Well, of course there's that, but it's something like, you're 14 and you're an idiot. You took a roofie from a priest. Juliet! <laughs> Wait. God, that sounds like Catholic school. Well, <laughs> so she's 13... And Shakespeare never really says anything specifically, but uh, his in the range of 13 to 21. Way to get around Romeo. the law, for, Romeo. He's <laughs> like, oh, you don't know how old I am. Yeah. That, that was me from age 13 to 21. Everyone's just like, how old are you? I'm like, take a guess. Take a stab in the dark. That sounds really bad. Juliet, Let's uh, rephrase that. <laughs> take a stab in the spleen. Well. <laughs> take a three-inch short stubby blade stab to the spleen. <laughs> stubby. <laughs> they weren't sharp. Like nothing no, about yeah, the movie was threatening. Their the dancing page. wasn't threatening. The way that they spoke to each other wasn't threatening. The weapons that they chose weren't threatening. Um, nothing was. I wasn't threatened at all. No, once. yeah. I mean, well, I know it's a and, musical. You know, ballet also is not terribly no, threatening a, as a fight scene. I'm gonna defer to you, but oh my God, Tommy's a hero. <laughs> to me, I don't have a lot of ballet experience. <laughs> either watching or understanding. But I just prefer when they're all kind of doing the exact same thing at the exact same time yeah. in, like, shocking synchronicity. Yeah. I does don't, that, I don't does disagree that, with you. Does that not necessarily mean good ballet? That's just, like, something they do in a ballet. I think it means good ballet. But, like, do you have to have it to be a good ballet? I guess no, is what I'm asking. No, I feel like probably not. But <laughs> I, I'm not really a good person to ask either. Well, I, someone did see Black Swan. I did some X one, excuse me. Natalie Portman kisses a girl. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Fair. Sounded like Lovejoy. Idiot. I love Joy. Oh, there's a dog on a leash just running around by itself out the oh. window. Here's something that I wanted to say. Not about anybody's ages, not about nothing. But at one point, and I wish I wrote down who said it, but uh Either Rita Moreno or Miss Natalie Wood. At one, I think it had to be Rita. She was like, "Don't go to this fight because like you're both gonna show up and the Puerto Rican guy's gonna get arrested." She says that that's early in the movie and at the very end, it's not highlighted. They don't zoom in on it because they pull out for that big wide shot and leave it there. Well, the Puerto Rican guy, Chino, is the only one that gets arrested out of this whole thing, even though there was a whole big fight and there's all sorts of crimes. I was like, "Isn't that interesting?" It is interesting. Racism in America. Can you believe it? There's racism in America. <laughs> um, on a similar note, with the way that the detective is, I know she's trying to send Anita. The detective's a man. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm messing with you. Um, you're, a good I... friend of, you're a good friend of mine, Katie. Yes, I, know. I like to mess with you. I know, it's good. You're a good friend. It's good. It's a good dynamic we have going. I want to get that on the mic. <laughs> so... There's a moment where she sends Anita to go deliver the message in what is mm-hmm. the almost rape scene, which, by the way, we did do on stage in Muhammad, and that was not pleasant looking back. But I did just block like, that out. None of y'all should have been doing anything with Wesley. I know it just was. Why didn't you just stick to leading beast? Well, that was the year. Because bestiality is also. I think be that was the year after. Syndrome. Okay. Yes. But that was the year. Y'all really be out here with some good points. Why didn't we all just do our town? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question. Anyway, it's not a musical, but 
Uh, I think that's just his point. <laughs> yeah, right? Why aren't you just doing plays, idiot? I mean, Shakespeare. I did some Shakespeare. Uh, you did the She's the Man one. Uh, no, Twelfth Night. She's the Man is... Oh, that is Twelfth Night. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, why? don't... Why, earlier today, you deferred to me for the information on Shakespeare. Yeah, right. Why now are you taking the stance? <laughs> Can I ask, why do you know so much about Shakespeare? Love Shakespeare. Okay, What cool. a low. Awesome. Did what? not know oh, that. Horatio is oh, my favorite oh, Latin oh, oh, oh. Wait, that means what's up? In like, <laughs> English. What ho, Horatio? And Horatio would be like, I don't know. Wait, <laughs> Horatio always says follow that, or that's like the name? The Horatio's a character. Okay, so, like, so, so I could be like, so you could be what ho, Katie. What ho, Jess? Yeah, what ho, Katie? And you'd be like, what's good, Katie? But like in olden times. Oh yeah, that's I, my new favorite thing. And then you would be like, "You're insane and what you're ho? sleeping with your mother." Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Is it just like H O? Yeah. Is it like okay? Yeah, what ho? Like yeah. tally ho kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. tally ho. What ho? What ho? That has nothing to do with uh, was it? <laughs> we used focus. to say that shit a lot when we were growing up. Too. I like it. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, yes, Jess is also an English major, so we have that cool. going for us. And I minored in cinema studies. How about that? Oh my god, look at that. And well, I didn't do any of that. Because that's hard to even major in. Hey. <laughs> hey. He, Don't tell yourself short. Okay. <laughs> it was hard. There were some hard moments. I made, a, I made the dean's list. That's how hard, that's how hard it is. Uh, a couple of random it. thoughts. That's good I, work. When she sends Anita away to the rape scene... Away oh, oh, the to the rape scene. Yes, rape scene. When she sends her way to the almost rape scene, she is left alone with the detective. And mm-hmm. the way that that detective is in the rest of the movie, I would never leave her alone with that no. motherfucker. Like, ugh, sus. Yeah. Sus. I don't like that. No, he looks like, you look Russian. <laughs> this is actually fine. <laughs> or something. Uh, another random thought. How about when they're in the bridal shop and talking with the mannequins, and they start talking about how fat Tony's mom is? She's okay. I thought that scene was like kind of adorable though. Until then, they started actually like talking about their vows and stuff, and I was like, okay, so, it was cute and like flirtatious, and now I'm just really like we were creeped having out. Fun with it. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm puking. But that's kind yeah. of like that is their moment. <laughs> You know, in Romeo and Juliet, they do actually get married. So mm-hmm. that is their reference to that. Yeah. So it is kind of, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But it, to them, that's what that means. Like, so it's, I don't know. It's, God, I'm going to yeah. have to, I am going to have to watch Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet after this. Just to and you should her. be so oh, lucky. That soundtrack <laughs> slaps. So that Romeo and Juliet is great. And yes, Baz Luhrmann, good at music. So. I haven't seen any sort of Romeo and Juliet adaptation. I'm not, well, now I have. Because what's my which, story? You know which one you'll like? It's animated. It's called Nomiet. <laughs> oh, no, 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 Romeo and Juliet. Or if you want to watch a horror version of it called nope. Romeo and Juliet. No, I'm good. Or if you want to read a book where it's set in the inner city and they flip it, it's Romeo and Julio. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's just an option. You have a lot of options for Shakespeare adaptations. I'll write that down. Yeah. Ro- Romeo and Julio. <laughs> That's a real book. I can't remember the author, but I swear That's it's hilarious. real. I read it in Are you eye. familiar with... I played you the song the other day. Are you familiar with... Love Struck Romeo. Reefer Madness. Oh, no. I thought we were talking about Romeo and Julio. <laughs> no. So, OG Reefer Madness is a movie from the 50s about how you shouldn't smoke pot. The musical version of Reefer Madness, which stars, what's his name, Alan Cumming, uh, and also 
Kristen Bell. Oh, we love a Kristen is Bell. Great, and there's a song that's called uh, Romeo and Juliet, and it's so funny, and I always think of it because she manipulates the like the emphasis on the syllables, and she calls it Romeo and Juliet, and it's just the song is too funny. We'll play it after this. We'll get there. We'll get there. We have to watch that one. That one's so good. Yeah. I just just want you to know you're planning all these movies and understand that my goal is to make sure that you never watch these movies again. (laughs) That's fine. We'll have that. So here's the funny thing, though. It's just like, oh, Jess hates musicals. Let's let's see if she can make the three of us, even though I'm not the biggest fan of them either. But you're having a good conversation and you're having fun. So are they as bad? Because if they weren't for the musicals, then you wouldn't be sitting here right now. Honey, we could be sitting here talking about my favorite film, Titanic, and I would be having way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great Fair, film. okay. And that was a callback to when you called that Chris Daughtry look like honey. <laughs> oh, honey. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. Tommy. 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 We should talk about the Glee episode. Yes. So uh, Katie Just and briefly. I were major Gleeks. Yeah. Beth apparently also was. Um, mm, no, 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 no. Disclaimer. Like, we also hate Leah Michelle. Yes, and uh, and uh, Mark Salling. Um, but I love you, Cory Monteith. Rest in peace. Yes, rest what in about peace. Naya Rivera? Oh! From what I hear, she's a huge bitch, though. That like, but, like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard her song, Sorry, Not Sorry? That's uh, true, I have. Chris, like, let's just say that, like, Darren Chris is the only sweetheart from that. Which he also... That's Kevin McHale erasure. in this episode where he gets cast as Tony, right? And then yes. Leah Michelle, because naturally she has to overtake fucking everything. It's Maria. It's Maria. Yes. And well, Leah Michelle or Rachel? Rachel. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then... Sounds like it? something Leah Michelle did. Um, <laughs> right, right. Kurt, Kurt plays Officer Krupke, which Bernardo. I thought was hilarious. Ooh. Um, yeah. Because it's just like, oh, it's Officer that hates any sort of minority group, so let's make the gay man play him. <laughs> But see, it's the this is the reason I started liking Cool because Mike sings it and he cannot sing, but he can dance, dance. like a fucking yeah. dream. And then they have to go at least culturally appropriate and put Naya Rivera as uh, Anita. she's Anita, yeah. and her version of America is fucking fire. Yeah. It's it's so good. I like the West Side Story episode. I hate the five preceding episodes that lead up to the West Side Story episode. So like, get on with it, Ryan Murphy. You ran out of ideas. Here and out of ideas after that first season. That's I think we can all agree. Absolutely. But the first though. season is fun. It was funny. They really should have just let Jane Lynch do her Jane thing. Lynch, Jane yeah, Lynch presents funny. Glee. But, um, yeah, I do not like the West Side Story episode. I like in the first season when they play Tonight Tonight and Tina Cohen Chang represent, <laughs> sings it much better than I think Leah Michelle did. <laughs> I hope Leah Michelle hears this. Leah Michelle is like, fuck you, I was in Spring Awakening. What is it, Jenna Erkowitz? That's her real name? Ushkowitz. Jenna Ushkowitz fucking rocked it. You suck, bitch. (laughs) I don't know anything about that. That's my thought on the Glee. And then there's another episode where they talk about getting nose jobs and they do nose jobs. And Uh Lee Michelle and uh, what is the actress's name? Diana Agron, who is Quinn, (gasps) sing I Feel Pretty mixed with TLC's Unpretty, which is actually a really good fucking collab. Let's talk about. The discussion that they have about sex in this episode, in the episode with uh, West Side, where they do West Side Story, where they put a lot of pressure on themselves to feel like right. that chemistry, and it's I think that's a really interesting conversation to actually have in relation to they probably didn't do this on purpose, but in relation to the West Side Story situation where Jerome Robbins was like 
really enveloping in this fake world. Mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting discussion to then have when they're performing these characters. Like, do they have to, as high schoolers, envelop themselves in something that they're maybe not ready for in order to portray it on stage, like, blah, blah, blah. But again, I don't think they did this on purpose, but I do think it's an interesting discussion. I think Ryan Murphy definitely did it on purpose. He's just like, oh, kids want to have sex, but then you have crazy people like Rachel Berry who, like, wants to be a method actress. So, and there's... I can't remember everything about that. She wanted to doink so she could act like somebody who doinked on stage. Exactly, pretty much, yeah. (laughs) And then (laughs) Blaine and... Kurt, who are a gay couple, then that was actually very well written because they're like, well, we have never had sex with each other, or anyone for that matter. Um, It's probably one of the more highlighted, better episodes of season three. But, I mean, he always tried to have a message whether he hit the nail or not. He missed most of the time, but I thought that (laughs) one actually did a pretty good job of it. So here's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> now we're the podcast. Oh, Bert shit. Hummel is probably the greatest dad in TV history. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I agree. Agree, I agree. with me, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, Tommy's so, gave me a look of like yes. silence. Like, say something. You better say there something. Is not. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I liked Glee enough, but also I just the teacher was just too weird for me. I couldn't Will stay Schuster? on the board. Yeah, See, I love Matthew Morrison. I also so. love Matthew Morrison. <laughs> when he raps the thong physically. song, it's the fucking funniest thing in the world. Oh, I was gonna say when he does bust a move because. Yeah. So, so like he's really awkward and like if you want to see something really fucking weird watch him when Beyonce is performing at the VMAs watch his fucking face it makes me want to punch him and is I'm not a violent person him? he's just got a punchable fucking face he does <laughs> he's creepy and like he tries way too hard like yes. knock it off he reminds me of a teacher from my high school who like had all these clicky students uh-huh. and like I bet he, he was... just tried to be so... funny all the time he just <laughs> wasn't she went to school in Lima, Ohio <laughs> <laughs> East Lima? <laughs> Anyways. I, yeah, Glee. Yeah, Glee. Glee. There is, there is what a cast. <laughs> Two there of them is, are dead. Rip. True, true. There is a weird dynamic where he raps a lot, especially in the first season. It's weird. Where I do, I, I know that initially I was like, this is weird, you're white, calm down. Mm. But... I grew to like him a lot. The Beastie Boys. I know. White. Calm down. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, Muhammad. Okay, that's all I'll say. Eminem also white. <laughs> Mac Miller dead but white. Again, I'm sorry. I just think he was Muhammad. trying too hard. Dead, but white. <laughs> like the teacher who tries to be like cool and hip. And oh I was yeah. Like, like I hang out with other kids. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things. I now, can't. Though, you didn't go to Catholic school. <laughs> No, I didn't. <laughs> and also, this is not an again because that hasn't come up before. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, what's your guys' beef about Catholic school? <laughs> I went to Catholic school. That was that was my beef about Catholic school. <laughs> that I went. That you went rather. Well, okay. Do we have final thoughts on the movie? I have a Before final. Before we jump to Jess, we're gonna have you rate it. Yeah, Jess, also. you have to do oh, the last okay. opinion. I feel. Well, I just have a. I just have something I want to throw out to you guys. Something that I found as one of the most interesting uh, shots in the movie when they're about to go to their fight. The. Uh oh, I can't remember which gang is which. <laughs> the white people are the Jets. Okay, so the when the Jets and the Sharks are going to fight, the Sharks to get to the fight place have to climb up over a fence to get there. And the white people have to climb down and drop down into it. 
So, are we thinking, is this just how it was set up? Doubt it. You're putting in a movie. You're intending everything you do. Or is it the implication that, like, they have to climb to get to this fight, and then the white people are lowering themselves, dropping down to this fight? Interesting. Wow, that's really... That's a question I posit to y'all. Absolutely. No, they definitely thought about something like that, because... Yeah. Especially, again, with the racial connotations. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know... I'm putting this quotations, don't mean it. The border <laughs> hopper thing, like, you know. Yeah, right. So mm -hmm. it's it's definitely meant to represent that. Interesting. Okay. I did not think about that. No, me neither. I like it. That's well. why I like having film people to talk yeah, to, because I, like I would be like, Listen, oh, yeah, just they're just going to the fight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only have a minor. It's good film down. Film people. I don't know. Film man and woman. <laughs> I'll just keep it that way. <laughs> Again, you're using the man, the word man, way too liberally. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, no, I I like that. Um, I like that you noticed that. That's cool. The only other note here that I didn't talk about was that she was too damn horny, and I was talking about Rita, but I actually walked that back. Rita, as in Anita. As Anita. Anita. I can't well, her name was yeah. Anita. Uh, okay, guys, there actually was a girl in my high school named Anita Johnson. Oh, <laughs> they did that on purpose. Yeah, maybe. Mean. No, not. Ooh. I went to school with someone named Richard Smalls, so unpack that one. Oh, Nick Smalls. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, final thoughts. I, I appreciate it as a movie. I'm probably going to keep the musical on my Spotify rotation and listen to it every now and then. Um, I will not sit through another two hours and 28 minutes and 32 seconds of paying attention only to the so, film because it was... Uh, I, I like musicals, like, in the spectrum of, like, Jess hates it, and then there's... Jess hates musicals to, like, Tommy, like likes movies but not so much musicals and then Katie like really likes musicals this is like her thing I'm like right I'm below Katie I'm between Katie Katie's and Katie's a dramaturg so <laughs> she right. has a degree right <laughs> I'm like yeah I'm just a little under Katie in that so yeah I yeah won't do another two hours and two and a half hours of it Tommy oh you want me to go yes okay this is Katie <laughs> so musicals are my thing I guess so um my final thoughts, I have really enjoyed my, honestly, because of uh, the fact that I was more in directing and writing uh, in terms of theater, my final thoughts are primarily that I have really enjoyed this, like talking about the structure and how it was made and why certain decisions were made and things like that. I did in my second watching of this fall asleep on it. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I already, <laughs> I already don't love Romeo and Juliet, and so that being the source material didn't help. You're me mincing like West words. Side Story, and I rate it, bitch. <laughs> okay, calm down. <laughs> um, also, I don't like Stephen Sondheim, but there are aspects of it of of West Side Story that I liked and that I really appreciated. But I won't be watching it again super soon. But the, again, I can appreciate some things about it. Mm -hmm. But the most enjoyable part of watching it twice and making notes it has been sharing notes with you guys. Absolutely. <laughs> For me. Yeah. So, yeah. Tommy. All right. So, you put me like right, right above Jess on the whole musical. I just want to point out that I'm still the only one in this room that saw Broadway or Wicked on Broadway with the original cast. So, 
And like, I just I don't know why that has to do with anything. I'm so sorry I, I wasn't a privileged white male <laughs> who had the Woo! money to go see Wicked. Woo! I went with, oh! Broadway I cast. Went with my mother and her uh, three sisters, so. Listen, Matt Barnett Regardless. saw it with the original Broadway cast in Chicago, so he was more thrifty than you, so <laughs> Anyway. Um, How I, do you feel about it? How do you feel about listen, that comment? Again, now? you're using the word male way too liberally. I keep throwing this out there. You guys need to calm down. Regardless, I did not have the privilege to see it. <laughs> otherwise, I would have. It's pretty great. Anyway, on to West Side we'll Story. get into my thoughts on theater and its accessibility in another episode, <laughs> but I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, talking about it and, like, re-watching it for the first time in, like, five, six years maybe, uh, I kind of dug it a lot more, especially with the whole... Oh, a lot of these racial things still apply, even though, you know, For sure. the Jets, or not the Jets, the Sharks aren't African-American. You know, they're still a marginalized group. I um, do think that helped me, too. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, wow, that's very culturally relevant, and that makes a lot of sense, and I'm enjoying that, not in a, like, entertainment way, but, a, like, I can think about it mm-hmm. in this sort of way. The music, honestly, kind of slept. I thought some of it was actually <laughs> written really well, especially the musical composition, the like mix between four to four and then like three three two (laughs) all of that as a musician i you know that's all music speak um you know some cultural appropriate there's a lot of cultural appropriation going on but natalie wood was a fantastic actress um rita moreno was fantastic most of the shots were really good you mentioned the dolly shot and cool which is fucking such a good shot um that chills yeah it's pretty great um so yeah you know i'm probably not gonna watch it again anytime soon (laughs) I'm like, oh, cool, I'm glad I spent two and a half hours watching it, and I'm not gonna... I actually almost spent five hours watching it, because I fell asleep like you did the <laughs> first time when I started it at one in the morning, which was not the wise thing to do. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. So, moving on. Final thoughts. To Jess. Jess, thoughts and a rating. <clears throat> Out of ten snaps, okay. it receives but one snap. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> garbage! Oh, man! No, like, listen, the only, like, the only fun part for me... And yes, I movies should be fun. I said it. Um, <laughs> they can still be important and meaningful, but like I should enjoy watching them. Yeah, you know, this bad boy was dragging its wagon. Um, yeah, so one snap out of ten. America, which I did write down, America slaps. So to piggyback off your use of the music slapping, I did write that precisely. That and then cool, you know. That was it. Out of two and a half hours. So <laughs> those are the big dances. Yeah, and I could just watch them shits on YouTube. I didn't have to watch the rest of them. <laughs> and I've read Romeo and Juliet several times. I've seen every adaptation one needs to see. I don't need this story told to me in a new fun sexy format. You'll just go back to the Baz Luhrmann version. Right. That has got Leonardo DiCaprio. And Claire Danes. And Claire Danes. Who cares? <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio is the most handsome man in the whole world Paul, at the Paul time. Paul Ruddy is also in it. Paul Ruddy is also in it. I forgot. <gasps> oh. And Jamie Kennedy. Oh. Paul Ruddy is in that. I want to watch the Buzzler and Romeo. <laughs> Romeo plus Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. It's plus. It's plus. <laughs> Katie. I was referencing something else. Do you time. think I care about your reefer madness and sanity? <laughs> Bitch. Listen, see, I knew this was gonna happen. I knew I wouldn't be allowed to just speak my piece about how fucking shitty musicals I'm giving. No, I don't know. I mean, as far as musicals go, it's probably one of my least favorite ones I've ever watched, just because it was so long and boring. And boring because I just I knew it was gonna happen. Okay, yeah, true. Because Romeo and Juliet, yeah. Yeah. But. 
do you watch The Lion King and be like, I know what's going to happen? Or do you also hate The Lion King? Um, I like, like, I like The Lion King, but I'm not a Lion King stan. What about 10 Things I Hate About You? I've never seen that. Oh, but I also can't believe true. Julia Stiles is dead. That's really fucked up. <laughs> she, so no one saved The Last Dance for her. No. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> um, Save The Last Dance is another movie Julia Stiles I, I Okay, that. just make it. I haven't seen it, but I do know it. And her illustrious career. So, yeah, I mean, like, you know, um, and, like, also, in defense of The Lion King, Hamlet is one of the Shakespeare plays that I actually kind of like more than most. So giving me more Hamlet vibes. It's arguably the best one. Yeah, for sure. A comedy of airs. That shit's hilarious. Oh, my God. (laughs) What, you twins? And you're also twins? Oh, my God. I'm a midsummer night's dream whore myself. You are a dream boy. Classic. Classic. Um, but yeah, so that's my final rating. One snap out of ten. Um, I will never watch it again. I like The Tempest. I don't like that I have uh, the song America stuck in my head. And the only time I want to hear a song called Maria again is if it's Brooks and Dunn singing it. What is going on with you, Maria? I keep Petty. <laughs> <laughs>